This is Scratch Your Own Itch, the one show that delivers the conversations that we're afraid to share, but need to. This show is all about creating a life worth living. I'm Logan Tyler Nelson, and I'm your host. So you're going to hear conversations with creators and entrepreneurs talk about what they do, their current and past traumas, how they became who they are, and what they are truly curious about. This is the show where we talk about the things we think about a lot, but need to talk about more. Please take note that this show is not a substitute for actually creating a life worth living, because this show will stir your beliefs, make you question what it means to create a life worth living. So my promise to you is to always give you one question to answer for yourself today, to start turning your dreams into a reality. Hey friends, oh, thank you so much for taking the time and supporting the show by listening in. Alright, so I want to share with you a new review that I got from Tmont177890. Gave me a 5 star rating, I love it. Um, he says, love this podcast, not only because of the cool name, but also because this show really does spark new ideas and helps you get your creative side going. Uh, thank you so much, Tmont177890. I really appreciate it. Uh, also, guys, uh, I want to start a new thing where um, if you leave a review, please plug in uh, your own podcast or anything that you've worked on. I would love to uh, help uh, your name get out there. And, and also, honestly, like you can be building the best thing in the world, but if no one knows about it, well... It's like if the tree falls in the forest, does the tree actually fall? So uh, ye, I just want more people to know that everyone's making great things and I want more uh, people to have more traction towards those great ideas that they have. So um, yeah, anyways, this is an interview with my uh, friend, Dr. Richard Schuster. Really great stuff. I cannot wait for you guys to get into it and uh just want to invite you to to leave a review if you can take the time and just scroll down to the itunes area and leave a review if you don't know that because it is kind of tough to leave reviews i i totally understand um there's so many tutorials on youtube and i understand if you want to take the time to do that if not no worries but please hit that subscribe button and don't miss another episode of Scratch Your Own Itch when it comes out. Also, I want you to know that I have a free PDF that I'm giving away um, because personal philosophies and knowing who you are is so important on really asking yourself the right questions, though, is even more important to know who you are. And so I have a personal philosophy PDF that I'm giving out for free. And in this PDF, you're going to get my own philosophy on what makes me happy and uh, something that can make you really happy to start getting curious about why or why not you're not happy. So that's what I love about this show is the creative juices that flow. And the sort of like big question that we all ask is what truly makes us happy. 
So um, the big question, though, for this this show, this curiosity question that I have for you is, uh, why is it that you can understand that money, nice cars, a huge mansion, celebrityism, all that stuff that seemingly can make us quote unquote happy, knowing that isn't really the thing that makes us happy. So why is that? Well, we get into that in this interview and uh, much, much more. Um, the next show that I'll be releasing is going to be a mini-sode. Um, so check that out. It's going to be about why we don't take action. Why is it that we really don't today take action and why our cake brains uh, just don't like to do that? So look out for that. Um, I know there's a lot to look out for, so uh, I'll try to wrap it all up, but definitely enjoy this interview with Dr. Richard Schuster. Hey, friends. So, I've got a curiosity question. What do you think is the difference of someone who understands something, like intellectually understands this thing, versus someone who actually understands this idea? And that thing that they understand actually is put into action. So, let's say... Yeah, I know that life is about doing what makes you happy, but still, people people often chase things like nice cars, high-status jobs, or the job that pays the most, rather than the job that makes you feel fulfilled. My guest and I today are going to discuss this very topic. He's a pro when it comes to making the best version of yourself, and I'm seriously so pumped and stoked that he's on the show. His name is Dr. Richard Schuster. Yeah, that's a doctor, a doctor with a D. He's got a PhD and he's a licensed clinical psychologist and host of the Daily Helping podcast. And his mission is to help people become the best versions of themselves and as a result, make the world a better place. Dr. Schuster's clinical expertise and podcasts have been featured in the Huffington Post, NBCnews.com, Glassdoor.com, Reader's Digest, Men's Health, Cosmopolitan, and others. And honestly, that's just his like pro bio and makes him sound absolutely amazing because he is absolutely amazing. But I want you to really meet who Dr. Schuster is. So without further ado, say hey to Dr. Richard Schuster. Hey, hey, Richard, how you doing, man? I'm doing awesome. It's uh, really cool to be here, and I'm, I'm grateful for all the kind words you had to say about me there. Oh, uh, yeah, um, absolutely. You know, I want to start off with uh, this incredible trend that you are trying to to actually become a thing, like a kindness sort of cool thing to do and that's doing acts of kindness by using the hashtag my daily helping movement on twitter in an effort to create more confidence for people to just do random acts of kindness 
And, uh, really that's kind of what I'm all about is, is, um, and I think which, what businesses should be more about is, is what problem are we solving for people? And, uh, that's currently what I'm learning with this podcast and currently what I'm trying to actually, you know, put out more in the world. So thank you so much for doing that right off the bat. I just have to have to say that's so amazing that you're creating that. And, and thank you for, for mentioning it. And certainly the, the hashtag my daily helping movement is something that when I came up with, what, what was really in my mind behind it is, you know, society has some problems and Western society in particular, we're very focused on me, right? Like it's all about us. So. What a lot of people don't realize, and this is you know, part of my background in, in the clinical neuropsychology and neuroscience, of course, plays a large role in that, is that, you know, we live in this awesome age where we're able to use technology and see what's going on with people's brains in real time. And what we have found through research is that the act of giving and the act of receiving essentially light up the same parts of our brains, that it feels just as good to give as it does to receive, but that's not what the commercials on TV tell us to do, you know, buy this new car with a bow on it and give it to your spouse at Christmas or what have you. And I'm not anti-capitalism. So for anybody listening to this, I, I am all about being an entrepreneur, creating, but the creation, the doing the entrepreneurial acts should come from a place of giving. And well, the hashtag My Daily Helping Movement isn't solely focused on entrepreneurs. It's for everybody. It's for everybody to do an act of kindness. But the mission of helping others needs to be front and center in our lives because if we look through life through that lens, then it really makes our decisions easier and brings us fulfillment. And there's data to support that. I mean, it's really interesting if you look at some of these research studies that have been done over the year about, over the years, I should say, what, what physiologically happens to people when they are engaged in, in acts of kindness? They feel more fulfilled. They have less stress. Their health is better. I mean, there's all these benefits to, to altruistic behavior. And I'm really trying to bring attention to that through this movement and by having the guests I have on my show the daily helping podcast, help people become the best versions of themselves. So that's who I am and what I do. Have you ever wanted to be an authority in something that you're really passionate about to just finally scratch your own itch to take a passion and turn it into profit? What if, in a series of interviews, we could give you a format when you answered the right questions and kept on a conversation going for a few weeks, you would have a book that we would help you edit and publish and something that you could t start telling the world. It would be personal. It would be your story with your memories, with your expertise. You know you have a great story to tell. You know you've lived and learned through so many things. But you keep falling into this chronic idea illness that a lot of us have. Oh, I want to write a book about this or that or this or that. 
Well, my team is helping people scratch their own itch and get super focused and clear on what it is that they want to have authorship over. Have you always wanted to write your own book? Do you even sometimes say out loud, you know, if only if I had a book, or if only I had just a way to record my thoughts? Well, this is your opportunity. Email logan at logantylernelson.com. Again, that's logan at logantylernelson.com. Wow. Uh, wow. Uh, already, people, uh, I guarantee there's at least that one person right now that's listening to this that goes, yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. But who am I really listening to right now? So let's rewind a little bit. And um, I really, uh, you know, I just, I, we get vulnerable on this show only just because that's the goal is to make someone feel less alone because that's my way of giving is um, I've felt very alone for most of my life because of being a creative, but an individual creative that's always tied up in my head, um, making things very often by myself. So I want to ask you that story that you'd like to share that trauma that you went through um, that you think kind of set you into the path that you're currently on? You know, that's a great question, Logan. And it's funny that you were talking in the beginning, uh, before you even got into my bio about that, that question, like, why, why do people, you know, take the job that's just, you know, has the highest paycheck versus taking the job that brings them fulfillment? And, you know, for, for years for me, you know, I, I was very fortunate that I had two wonderful parents that raised me right. And I went off to college and, and college was like this wondrous time for me as it is for many people where you're just really there for experiences, right? Like if, if you think back to what undergrad is, and most people probably have some degree of this is, yeah, there's tests and there's books and this, that and the other, but generally speaking, it's a pretty easy time in our lives and it's just a time of experiencing things. And so in college, I think everybody had something to offer me and it was really this awesome, blissful experience. And then I graduated and I got my first job out of school working for an IT consulting company back in the late nineties and something changed in me and not a good thing to where I became very oriented towards money. And so I began down this path of trying to accumulate wealth and things. I remember, you know, looking at pictures of boats, I'm going to own that boat. Like, and again, there's nothing wrong with boats. Boats are awesome, but there is something wrong with owning a big boat just for the sake of saying you own a big boat, I think. So I'm in this place of selfishness. I'm in this place of materialism, which is not how I was raised. And that's kind of how I was until something happened on a particular day, which was an ordinary Saturday for me when I was driving to uh, have an evening with my cousin who lived nearby. And I got into a horrific car accident in which I nearly died. In fact, I, I've said many times on many shows, I don't know how I survived this accident. Um, certainly, I didn't escape the accident unscathed. 
I broke my back, uh, suffered pretty severe internal injuries, did some significant damage to my neck. Uh, but what happened in the accident is very interesting. There is a researcher by the name of David Eagleman, and he's done quite a bit looking at uh, temporal phenomenon with respect to near-death experiences. And a lot of people, and this has been documented in soldiers going back forever, because uh, soldiers are the ones who you know, most often are placed in harm's way, and then many of them are lucky enough to come back from it, is that they experience what is essentially like a slowing down of time. Uh, for your audience, the, the analogy that I like to use the most is like uh, the Matrix, where Neo is kind of floating, you know, like he's the bullets are whizzing by him and just kind of observing them. But bullet time, I think, is the, the term they use in the movies for, for special effects. That's what that accident was like for me. I remember seeing my windshield crumple and little shards of glass floating through the air and my center console being crushed into my spine and my car uh, after the airbag had already deployed, I'm rolling back into oncoming traffic. And my thought to myself, Logan, at that exact moment was, I'm about to die. And I knew I was going to die. And so then it became, you know, they say your life flashes before your eyes when you're going to die. And it wasn't quite that for me, but it was really more of a question of what have I accomplished? Um, when my parents get this phone call that their son is dead, what are they going to be proud of that he's done? And the answer was really nothing. The answer was, I haven't really done anything terrific in this world. I haven't left my mark. I, there's no legacy. There's no, it's just, I've just tried to get money. And so that was the beginning of my, my big shift. And so it took quite a bit of time for me to recover from those injuries, of course. And what was very interesting is I had started a technology consulting firm of my own at that time with two other gentlemen. And so the process for building that company had already begun. And then I get in this accident. And so I go back to work. I go back to work, but nothing was really the same for me ever again. It was kind of like I didn't belong there. Everything was sort of the shade of gray for me. Like I just, you know, the things that I thought would fulfill me and getting new contracts and growing the business, like that just didn't matter to me. And one of the big lessons, so here going back to your kind of thought question from the beginning is here I am. I know I'm miserable. I know I'm not doing what I'm supposed to be doing, but I allowed fear, fear in part of the unknown and fear of letting people down that, you know, I told everybody in the world that I was going to build this company and be the next Bill Gates and all of these, you know, crazy things. And so I stuck that out much longer than I needed to and should have. And when I was finally honest with myself and courageous enough with myself, I walked away from that experience, I walked away from that company. And that's what really put me on the path that I'm on today of helping others. Wow. Wow. Uh so much to unpack and uh you've just uh, really uh, un i guess unopened uh some really really deep deep questions that I got to get to um one thing being why do you think people like honestly uh have this understanding that if they chase the money they won't really end up being fulfilled in the end, but they'll have these things, of course, these material things or the opportunity to, you know, pay for someone's 
uh, you know, if they're like, oh, I want money so I can pay for someone's groceries randomly in the line, which I've done my research and actually listened to a podcast in which you've done that. So I want to say thank you and acknowledge you for that. But, <laughs> um, just, it just like, uh, for me too, I'm just going to put my own skin in the game is like, yeah, I'm not someone that loves money, but at the same time, I know that it's just a tool that allows me to really give more. Um, yes, that's right. So money is what we make money to be just like mm -hmm. anything else. I mean, what is money? It's pieces of paper or metal that's backed by the federal reserve, right? So money in and of itself is nothing, but it's the representation of what it means to us individually to where we apply this meaning. So, you know, again, like, there's nothing wrong with wanting to have money. You know, I mean, I, I have really lofty goals in terms of how many zeros I want to have in my bank account. But that's largely because I know that if I have those zeros in my bank account, then that's that much more money I can pour into my nonprofit. That's, you know, that many more people that if anyone reaches out to me for help, I can say, sure, I got you. So. You know, the best way to help people on a massive scale is to have a lot of money, but it's having the mindset of, you know, knowing that you're kind of in alignment with your goals in terms of how you're earning the money, kind of back to what we talked about in the very beginning about, you know, that businesses should be, I think you said this, business should be about giving back. You know, for me, it's, it's mission centric, like everything that I do professionally stems from my primary mission statement, which I, I read and look at all the time, which is helping people become the best versions of themselves, even if it's no benefit to me directly. Like that's, that's my MO. And so I know that if I go give a TED talk, I know that if I do a psychological assessment, I know that if I'm working, a, you know, within the space of my charitable organization, everything I'm doing, Logan, drills down from that mission, everything. That is amazing. I really want to start practicing that concept more for myself and really uh, adopt it because, you know, when you have those big days where you're doing a speaking event, uh, just the very thought of going, today is not about me. Today is about everybody that I get to serve. Today is about giving back. Uh, the feelings, the fears, all that stuff. Other people have those fears too. I have to put that aside in order to give the best speech that I can, which I understand that, which goes back to the same question I had. Understanding that intellectually is so much different than actually a applying it, I think, in life. What do you think is a way for you to, I guess, practice that understanding so, and actually so, have it translate into behavior? I'm sorry. No, that's a good question, and I didn't quite answer it when you asked it the first time. You know, one of the best examples of this psychologically is think about somebody that needs to lose weight, right? So you go into your bathroom and you hop on your digital scale and you look at the number and you know, my oh God, I got to lose 30 pounds. So, and then what do you do? What are your options? Get on the treadmill? No. Or you go downstairs and you pop on, plop on the couch and turn on the Netflix and grab a bag of potato chips. So it's often not enough, you know, just the, the, the cognitive component of knowing that you need to make change isn't often enough. What really facilitates 
the implementation of change is how powerfully the emotions resonate with that. And you said fear. For me, it was fear in, in my change situation, but it doesn't have to be fear. It can be any range of emotions. But when the emotional response is strong enough, that's when we say, okay, now it's time to implement. But, but fear is probably the biggest reason why people don't take action or they get easily discouraged and then they've set themselves up for this self-fulfilling prophecy of failure to say, no, you know, I tried to go to the gym and it didn't work out. And so now all of a sudden, um, I'm just not going to try again. And I think it's the same thing with, with jobs. Like a lot of people get very comfortable in a job, right? Like maybe like you ask somebody, Hey, you know, how you doing in your job? And they say, meh. And I, meh is such a, like that's, it's horrible because meh means you're not happy, but you're not motivated enough to do anything about it. So that's like the, <laughs> the worst. And I know that's a, you know, it's, people say that a lot, but watch out for meh. If you ever hear yourself saying meh or you're around people that say meh, <laughs> think about associating with other people. Uh, and I'm joking <laughs> a little bit, Logan, but in all seriousness, like, right, like we get comfortable. We get comfortable with familiarity. So if somebody is sitting there in a job that they know, maybe they hate their boss or maybe they don't, you know, they wish they had more money or were doing something more fulfilling, but then they, they allow these other things to creep into their mind. Well, I've got to pay my mortgage or my rent and, you know, I have this expense or childcare expenses or, you know, whatever it is. Then we start doing this emotional bargaining with ourselves to say, well, you know, if I, I can, I can stick it out a little longer. And, and when you start thinking that way, all of the sudden, you start thinking that way at 25, you can be 45 really quickly and you will have spent two decades of your life. I won't say wasted, that's strong, but definitely not nearly as happy or fulfilled as you could have been. Wow. Uh, yeah. Uh, so, so the thing that kind of brings up this, this question is you're saying uh, you got to kind of check and, and see who you're around. And I think, uh, because of you, you having your own podcast, so we can kind of, uh, talk about this whole world of podcasting and, and like being able to surround yourself with really great minds without actually being there. Um, but being remotely there, you know, uh, who do you think has really laid an impact on you to start thinking a little bit more deeply because you know that those are the things that you really want in life? You know, it's, it's a great question, Logan. And, and one of the things that I'm a big proponent of is surrounding yourself with people that are where you want to be, that are doing what you want to do. And that have the values you wish to display. So, you know, this is not a new concept. You know, Napoleon Hill was talking about this and think and grow rich, uh, you know, and how to win friends and influence people. Dale Carnegie's talking about this in like 1932 or whatever year that was. So these are, these are age old concepts that you are who you associate with. You know, Jim Rohn says we're the average of the five people we spend the most time around. So for me personally, one of the things that's been most gratifying about the podcast is 
I am privileged enough every week to connect with some of the biggest thought leaders and influencers in the world. And I'm talking to people that have, you know, a net worth one week of a hundred million dollars. And the next week I'm talking to somebody who, you know, is, uh, has a powerful role within UNICEF and has charity that's giving, you know, hope to kids in Africa and doing amazing things. So by being around these type of people, it has actually inspired me and encouraged me to, to, want to further grow what I'm doing. That's in part, you know, when I first started this, I didn't have an idea that I wanted to do a charity. And then as I started connecting with more and more of these really amazingly successful yet humble and giving people like, yeah, I want to do that too. And so now I've got a nonprofit for kids that I've been able to get off the ground or, you know, just about get it off the ground. And it's, and it's because that I have these people who are now in my circle that and sure it's cool you know like i to to interview people like this this week's episode i don't know when when this show is going to air but on my show this week's episode is phil zimbardo and dr zimbardo is somebody that i read about in textbooks when i'm in high school and you know all through my undergraduate and in my masters and then my doctoral training and then i get to chat with this guy and not only chat with him but then have you know this meaningful connection after the fact and we, we might you know, collaborate together with respect to our, our, our nonprofits. Like that's, that's amazing. And that's happening because of the podcast. Wow. Yeah. I just, I think that's so, that's so cool in so many ways. And it really gives also like, let's just, let's just put it where it is. It gives you pressure to actually like go out there and study this person and actually like want to learn. And I think, you know, one of the things that when I was telling my family about, I was, I was going to do this podcast because, well, first of all, it's just, uh, I don't feel like sitting in a freaking therapist chair talking about my problems. I want to make uh future focused on talking to the heroes and the giants that have really impacted my life. And I think it's through a podcast. It's by being able to actually make my own university up like not going back to school for another PhD, but going, I want to learn from this guy. I don't want to go back to school and apply for another university to tell me yes or no. I want to just talk to this guy or this woman and talk about their ideas and what they're doing in the world that's actually changing the world. Because that, to that, to me, is actually going to put me um, in a better place a little bit quicker and also allowed me to make a, uh, you know, a, a possible connection, which I'm doing with you. And it is just such a pleasure. Uh, but anyways, um, I really love this thing that you're doing right now with making, uh, an impact by this hashtag thing. Where did you come up with this idea and what spurred, I know we kind of touch base, but like, what, like, was there like an aha moment for you where you're like, Oh God, I got to start making kindness a thing that people just do habitually and just want to do it. That's a great question. I, I knew I wanted to do something with the show. And one of the things that's interesting, like you think about my show and you hear the music in the intro and, and it's fun. and It talks about, hey, yeah, this show is going to help you become the best version of who you are. And I believe that because of the amazing people that, I'm grateful enough to have come on and talk about how awesome they are and, and their wisdom and knowledge with the, which they share with others. But when you think about what that means, like it's not like Logan, somebody gets a certificate 
next Tuesday and says, congratulations, you are now officially the best version of who you are. It's an aspirational goal. It's something that we never truly ever achieve, yet we strive every day to be better than we were the day before. However, the hashtag my daily helping thing, that's tangible. That's something real. You know, that's something easy. That's something that anybody can do any day of the week. And whether they have money or not or time or not, it's, it could be as simple as smiling at somebody, opening a door when you're getting off of a plane and there's somebody in front of you, get their luggage down for them. You know, just these little things. And so I wanted a movement to where people could get behind it. And it would just kind of intuitively make sense to them, be something easy, something that we can track, something that um, can grow and doesn't require, you know, tremendous commitment. And, and it can be very personal. So like if somebody is an animal lover, then your daily helping could be, you know, volunteering at an animal shelter or something. So it's it can mean different things to different people. It doesn't just have to be and to give away a gazillion dollars, there's so many different ways we can impact other people without even really knowing it. But um, that's that's really – and then, of course, what I talked about in the beginning is that I know, because I'm, I'm a, a trained scientist to know, that acts of kindness feel good, that we fire the same biological mechanisms in our brain that have been around for millions of years, yet – you know, we're just conditioned as, and I won't just say as Americans, you know, certainly uh, the world generally now in, in most places is, is very, very selfish. And I think you know, social media has a lot to do with that. But certainly I wanted to start opening people's eyes to the other side, the, the giving side. That is so cool. There, uh, I just, I really love the idea and I really know that it's going to work. Like it's not just a belief for me. I know that it's going to work because the thing that it does best is it's not going to take away from someone's daily rituals. It's actually going to just add to it. Uh, they don't have to like it, like while they're listening to a podcast, you know, while driving to their, you know, I don't know, their job or they're working out. They're already, they're listening to this and then they get the, actual opportunity right there and then to be around the next person that they're around and help them out and it's just like it, it would actually be harder almost not to help someone else out while you're listening to this so i really believe in this movement so thank you and, and i would that. say and i would say this and thank you logan i, I would say to anybody listening to this so, so uh, i'm going to give you a three-day challenge and go find and don't do this with people you know because it's easy to do something nice for somebody. You know, it's much harder to put yourself out there and go up to a stranger. Go do something nice for somebody you don't know. That's something that I say at the end of every episode of my show. You know, do something nice for somebody else, especially if you don't know who they are. And kind of track, you know, you don't have to write it down, but track how you feel after. And I guarantee you that every time you help people and the more time you help people without asking anything in return, because that's a lot of people are like, well, I'll... You know, I'll go rake somebody's leaves because then that's good karma and it'll come back to me. Nah, nah, nah. That's not altruism. Altruism is not helping somebody with the expectation that it's going to get paid back to you in some nebulous way. Truly helping is doing for others, expecting nothing in return. Try it. It feels really, really good. And you'll want to keep doing it. Wow. 
that is uh incredible oh uh, wow uh i would i would love to talk to you for 14 more hours but i want to get to uh, what i call the scratching the surface curiosity questions i just ask uh a series of questions not too uh, heavy thought but you know first thing that comes to mind and i try to do this with most of the guests that come on just because i'm very very um interested and curious on beliefs and what actually changes someone's identity is when you question their beliefs. So, um, yeah, I would love to get into it whenever you're ready. Fire away. All right. Um, so what's a a terrible thought that you keep having throughout the day that you just kind of wish you didn't have anymore? I always wonder about the legacy that I leave behind for my, a terrible, that's kind of a loaded question, Logan, but what I, what I'll say is, you know, I am, um, I'm a parent of two kids and, you know, anybody who is a parent, I know probably your audience is a bit younger, but, um, I wonder, and, and my thought is, is, am I leaving a legacy behind for them that one day, like they'll understand why, why dad's on the microphone doing all this stuff. And like, I want them to have my examples and, you know, I, I just, don't always know if it will resonate. Like, you know, they're, they're five and two. So it's not like now they have any clue what I'm doing or why, but I, I am hopeful. And I think about it a lot that when I'm gone one day or, or they're much older, that they will learn from and appreciate and apply some of the things that I'm trying to do. That's something that I think about a lot. That is uh, really neat. That's why I asked that question, even though it's a little deeper, but um, it's really interesting. And the sort of answers that I get. And that one for sure is a, is one that I am so honored to be a part of. So thank you, man. Um, the next question I'd like to ask is uh, if you could be a person for just one month, who would it be and why? Oh God, <laughs> these are wild. Um, who would I be for one month and why? Uh, I, I mean, I don't know. Let me, can you, can you give me a second to think about that? I mean, I know you'll have to edit this. No, you, I won't edit it, but it's all good. <laughs> Take your time, man. <laughs> I, I mean, I wouldn't say that there's a specific person, but I would say there's a specific, like, I would like to know what it was like to live, you know, in, in like Europe in the 1600s or 1700s. Like I, I always, one of the things that, um, I've been fortunate enough is that you know, in my, my twenties, I got to do quite a bit of traveling abroad and that had a profound impact on me. And I always think about, you know, where cultures come from and, you know, or experiences as a result of cultural impact. And, and it just, and I'm a big history buff, something you don't know about me, but, uh, it would be really interesting to go back in time a couple hundred years, knowing what I know, but just kind of, um, not even being anybody important. Just being somebody walking around, you know, what's it like to be in England in 1602 or, you know, France in 1585, something like that. And I, I hope you accept that as a really good way of answering your question without actually answering it at all. Uh, that, I think, you, <laughs> I think you just pulled that off. You, you certainly did because what it comes down to is a, to me, which is really important is behaviors. Behaviors, behaviors, behaviors is, is you're, you're labeling the behaviors of someone versus the 
actual name of them. And I think that that is a little bit more um, useful or valuable in a way. Um, Cause uh, often we, you know, I could go on forever on this, so I'm going to move on to the next question. But uh, yeah, behavior, you, you just, you labeled it, you nailed it. Thank you. Uh, but the next question is uh, definitely think about a time 10 years ago, maybe 15 years ago, where you had a certain belief of yourself, where now if you had to really look at your life right now and go, wow, I can't believe I actually believed in that. What was that belief? That one's a bit easier for me to answer directly. I, and what I would say is, you know, from where I'm at now, if I go back and I'm going to go back to the time of my accident, like I, uh, I, I like movie analogies, Logan, and, and I liken who I was to Nicolas Cage in the maybe first half hour of the movie Family Man. You know, like he was, <laughs> you know, that movie, right? Like he's really a jerk. Yeah. And he's like, so for me, I used to, in my mind, uh, believe that I was creating an empire, the Schuster empire. I mean, I, I that was a, a phrase I would say to myself regularly. And I think back to that and I'm thinking, my God, like what a, what a, just a jerk I was. And again, like if I had made all of the money that I wanted to, I think I'd be a pretty insufferable person today. And I don't think I would give one penny of it away to charity. Like I was not a nice guy. I, I shouldn't say that. I, I had great friendships. I've always had awesome friends, but I was greedy in terms of money. And I think I would have wanted to just to keep that money to buy the next shiny thing. Whereas now, you know, when people come to me, if I can, I help them in any way that I can. And that, that just was not really who I was, but through, you know, the transformative events that, that we talked about a little bit today, um, I've become a different person and I feel much more fulfilled and happy and light as a result of it. Oh, that's so, uh, that's so cool. Um, I love every part of that answer. Uh, even the Nicolas Cage thing with Family Man. I, it's funny. I, I've been working on a Nicolas Cage impression, uh, before the, I started this just to get me into the funny groove and being, cause I know sometimes I get deep on the show and I just need to like lighten up a little bit. Um, with impressions. Are we, but, are we gonna hear it? I, I think you owe it to your audience to, to hear uh, your best Nicolas uh, Cage impression. Oh God. Um, I guess, <laughs> I, guess, I guess I'll try it. Oh shoot. Uh, um, well, when I first bought, uh, the iPad, it revolutionized the way of thinking. And then I bought a second one because I thought the second one was getting kind of lonely. Okay. Yeah. That was terrible. <laughs> but you put, but again, you know, awesome. And I, and I know that, uh, you know, people listening to this are laughing because, but, but, I think, Logan, you really illustrated a, a cool thing, and that is, one, when you put yourself out there, it's just cool, and you have fun doing it. You know, like that, you, you'll, five years from now, when you listen to this episode, you'll laugh that you did this Nicolas Cage impression on air, so um, that's really, <laughs> that's really, really pretty awesome. Thank you. Okay. Oh, geez. Um, so, uh, last question. Last question. Bring it on. And, uh, I just, I really like this because, uh, it's a fill in the blank sort of question. 
Um, so the craziest thing happens to people when they start to do X, Y, Z, fill in the blank. The craziest thing starts to happen to people when they act in alignment with their true purpose. Period. Uh, yes. Yes. Thank you. So much, Dr. Richard Schuster. This has been an amazing episode of Scratch Your Own Itch. I just, uh, you really have, uh, unlocked a lot of just, just greatness inside of, I think anybody that's listening right now has this, not just potential anymore, but you're living it. Just do it. Uh, and also the energy that you have inside of you that's giving you an inkling of, I need to go help this person out. Um, I'd love to also give you the opportunity to really like put your, your thoughts in, into action is to reach out to Dr. Schuster and check out his own podcast and you can check it out at, uh, on iTunes or any other area where you can actually get access to podcasts. Um, and then do you want to give out any e e email information or anything like that? Well, well I'll, I'll give out some, some general show information. You, you're on the money there. We are on iTunes, Android, Stitcher, iHeartRadio. We're kind of everywhere that podcasts are these days. But uh, the, the show is called The Daily Helping Podcast. And in addition to being in all those places, uh, you can find us at www.thedailyhelping.com on Facebook at The Daily Helping, at Twitter at The Daily Helping, and then we also have our own app, which is probably the best way to interact with the show, and that's in the App Store on iTunes and as well as in the Google Play Store. So everything Daily Helping is there, which has every episode of the podcast. So if you're, if you're new to the show, welcome, and you can catch up. And uh, we're grateful to have everybody join the community and start doing their acts of kindness. Yeah. Oh my God. And I didn't make this show just for another person to be like, listen to, and then you move on and hit next. I really want you to just Instagram about this stuff, Facebook about it, tweet about it. Uh, just put it out there. Take a quote from whatever we said and put it out there and tag one of us and just allow us to be a friend in your life rather than just another person that you listen to on a podcast because that happens to so many people. They just listen to another podcast and they go, Hey, awesome. That was cool advice. And then they don't actually, they understand it, but they don't actually put it into behavior. Um, so please try it out. I beg you. Uh, and I don't like to beg. I hate begging, but I want you so badly to become the best versions of yourself. And I think Dr. Richard Schuster does as well. So, um, Thank you so much for taking the time to listen. And uh, thank you again, Dr. Richard Schuster, for coming on Scratch Your Own Itch. Absolutely love being here, Logan. Thanks so much. All right, well, there's another episode of Scratch Your Own Itch with Dr. Richard Schuster and myself. Thank you so much for taking the time to support the show just by listening to the end. I really appreciate it. Please don't forget to hit that subscribe button and miss another episode of Scratch Your Own Itch. You're going to not want to miss another episode. These are, these are important. I'm really trying to make something amazing. And actually, I, I feel like I'm doing it with the help of you and everyone that's listening and Oh, check out though, please, 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 please 
put in the next time you do something for someone. Don't miss another opportunity to tweet it. And tweeting hashtag my daily helping movement. Please tweet that. I would really appreciate it. It just gives you an opportunity to really feel good about yourself. And that's the recipe to success and feeling good about yourself is when you're down and you want to feel up again, just take a moment and help someone else out. And I get this. I know hearing this is like, okay, I hear this all the time and straight up. I've had been in that same place where I, I hear it and I go, do I really want to do it? It takes a little bit of balls, but it's going to work for you if you just go up to that random person and just, I mean, simply take out a dollar out of your pocket. It's this stupid simple. Take a dollar out of your pocket and go, hey, I just want to give this to you because I just had a thought that you're a person that means a lot to the world and you matter and you're enough and I want to just give this dollar to you and I want to sign it and I just want you to remind yourself that if you're ever down and you're feeling out of it to just put this dollar as not a thing that you can actually use but as a reminder for yourself that you do matter and you're enough so try something like that I really want you to just get that feeling of what it's like to to be able to offer that to someone to make them realize that they do matter and they're enough. So um, please hit that subscribe button. And also, if you could take the time to, to leave a review, I try to leave an opportunity for anyone to leave reviews and then also read them out on the show. Um, I love doing that. And I'm also starting a new thing with, if you're doing a podcast or a YouTube show, please plug that in in the reviews and I'd love to promote that. Um, but Thank you so much for just taking the time, like I said earlier, to just support the show. And if you really want to pay me a huge compliment and you found this show informative and something that you also want to help me out with, it would just be sharing this show as much as possible on all your social networks, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Pinterest, any of those. If you could share them, I'd so appreciate it. It doesn't take much to just hit that share button. So honestly, why not do it? You know, you can do it. Anyways, don't ever forget, you matter and you're enough.